0: today on episode 17, Joe actually goes solo and talks with his good friend, Mike Selberg. Mike is a pastor and IT director, and he has actually grew up on an Indian reservation and still lives and ministers to those on the reservation. He has a really great perspective on unity and culture. And Joe and Mike also dive into why it has been said that Joe and Mike shouldn't be friends because they come from two different worlds. This is a really relevant topic with everything that has happened over the last six months or so about what does it really mean to understand and empathize with those different than yourselves. Let's go take a listen. Hello and welcome to the Bull of Life podcast with your hosts, Joe and Sarah Hayes. We are so glad you are here with us today talking about food, faith, and family and how each of those topics impact our everyday life. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the inspiration to live your life more abundantly.
1: On this podcast, we will talk openly about what we consume,
0: whether that means what goes on our plate and in our mouths
1: or what we see, hear and listen to and how that can change our mindset for the day.
0: We truly believe life is a journey
1: and that is full of lessons for each and every one of us to apply if we can get quiet and listen.
0: We are so glad we get to experience this life journey together with you. So, hey, go grab a spoon or a fork and let's go.
1: Well, welcome to the Bowl of Life podcast with me, your not usual host, Joe Hayes. Yes, we're mixing it up today. Sarah's trusted me to share some words with you that hopefully are encouraging, but also thought provoking. Some topics are way easier to discuss than others. As we know, but I feel this time, the one we're going to discuss today with my good friend is needed more than ever. And I know we probably say that a lot, but really, really think with the way this year has gone that this one is. So so I'm thankful to have my good friend here that I can easily discuss this stuff with. So uh, without dragging out anymore, today we're blessed to be talking with my friend Mike Selberg, who is a pastor. I call him an IT director, musician, father, husband. Yeah, Mike. uh, Here here you go. Did did I miss anything that you wear a lot of hats?
2: (laughs) No, uh, Joe. I don't. uh, I don't think you did. That's that's pretty much uh, hits me right on the tee.
1: Well, you know what? So we're gonna talk. Well, we're gonna talk about faith and and family in our our Bull Life podcast. Talks about. Food too, so we got those three things. Um, Mike and I, I, this has been in the works for a while, and um, just as we think through what's going on right now with unity in our country, um, so we, how do we, how do we re- resolve these issues? How do we, how do we understand different areas of the country? And that's that's a little bit why. It's been on my heart because, I guess we we can go back into time here a little bit. So, who is who is Mike Selberg? To me, what how did how did this uh, relationship start? And I don't know, Mike. Do, do you want to put your take on it? It's it's probably. Uh, I'm sure we got different different thoughts of how this how this went down. How we how did we meet? <laughs> oh,
2: definitely. Well, you know, I I was uh, graduating high school. Uh, back in 2001 so that'll tell you how how old I am now (laughs) um so we've been we've been friends for uh, almost 20 years and uh out of high school um I was getting ready to go to college I was planning on uh, playing some basketball at one of the junior colleges here uh in North Dakota um and the summer before um actually the years before that I had gotten into a good relationship with uh Reverend David Hayes, who was the pastor here at the, uh, the Turtle Mountain Alliance church for many, many years. And he was a very avid basketball fan and he would come to our games quite a bit. And, uh, one time he even took the whole team out for pizza. Um, not sure how much that cost him, but I know it wasn't cheap. Uh, (laughs) and, um, he had invited me to church. I had growing up going to to church quite a bit, my mom and my dad, I have a really good set of parents and, um, he invited me to church and I came to church and, uh, next thing you know, I meet, uh, uh, this, this, uh, young man, a little, little older than me. I won't uh, tell you how old he is. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we met, uh, and we just started hanging out. Um, Joe was driving the, uh, the church, uh, the church van, picking up the youth. Next thing you know, I was in the, oh, yeah. I was in the youth van and, uh, just a little, uh, history for you there, Joe. Um, our church after the Alliance church uh, pastor retired after uh, your uncle ended up going to Botno and running that uh, church over there and, and the the pastor here retired, uh, our church ended up buying the uh, church van. So we're now picking up uh, youth in that same church van that we drove all those years ago. Um,
1: <laughs> no way. Oh, that is awesome.
2: <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? And uh, we spent a, a, that summer together. was was uh, wonderful. It was a time in my life where I was going from a, uh, a student to adult. Um, I was going through some things in my life that were pretty tough. And, uh, uh, Joe, you were there to help me along the way to, to share some things and just to be, um, a, a good friend, which, uh, I don't know. We probably made a pretty odd couple, uh, uh going around in your, uh, little Ford Taurus there. Um, but, Oh yeah. Good, <laughs> good memories. Yep. Um, listening to music, you know, driving around, spending time together, playing pool, all, all those things we did that summer I, I still remember them pretty vividly and and uh, you ended up uh, being one of my closest friends and still are uh, in fact uh, when I got married in 2005 you made the trip out to North Dakota to stand in my wedding for me um, and from there we've just we've had our times apart um, but we always seem to get back together and get back to talking and talking about a lot of things that you know you and I talk a lot about the way things are going in the world and the way that the um, I guess just the world is going away from how it was even back in 2001, as far as people having faith and people believing in Jesus and, and then things like that. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on, on those, all those years ago, <laughs> Joe.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Mike, you know, I, I think back and, you know, I guess number one, like you say, it's, it's been a few years since we met and um just to it's easy for me to just pick up like you're just one of those friends can call up you know it could be months right and we just start talking like we're doing right now um that's one thing i've always appreciated and and same thing you know you've seen me go through some some times in my life you're probably like joe what are you doing um and you know i'm just i'm thankful that here we are we're we're still talking. We're still, we're still friends and that we can, we can discuss, you know, things that are going on. So, it, yeah. So going back, yeah, it was, it was that year, almost 20 years. I, uh, so for me, why, like, what is this? Like you, you went out to North Dakota, <laughs> you met, I met you. So that, yeah, that the, the tires, my, my uncle, Uncle David was out there and I, uh, I was here out of college and a couple years working and just, I don't know, the Lord put on my heart, you know, quit your job. Why don't you go live with your uncle for a couple months? See, see what he does out there. And, um, so yeah, I go out there and just like, like you said, I'm driving the church van. And I, I remember going down, I remember being on the basketball courts and seeing this, this, this guy, uh, younger, but a lot bigger and stronger than me <laughs> 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 and uh playing basketball and yeah, the the rest is history. So yeah, so it uh it, it brings us to to here and our our talk today um because we we are um we're in the same country mm-hmm. and but yeah we there's a lot of a lot of things going on with with individuals in our country, right? Like here here I am over in Michigan. You're in North Dakota. Um, our backgrounds are different, right? I mean, people—I I might show up this long-haired, hippie looking guy, right? <laughs> that might get the look. But you're—you're you're different than me. You're Native American guy out there. Um, and, and 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 here's the here's the title, which it might grab a little attention. No one's saying that we shouldn't be friends, but. As I look in our world right now, there's, I get that feeling that some people think like, well, if you watch the media or something are saying, yeah, you guys shouldn't be, shouldn't be friends. You guys, you know, there's, there's too many differences. Right. And, and that's a little bit what I wanted to talk about today is why is that, you know, why? you know, i I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful for you. Why is, why is there that feeling out in the world and what, what can we do about it? How can we do our part? You know, I, I feel so small sometimes. Um, and I, um, yeah. So I, from there, um, yeah. What I guess we can look. So what brings us together is is our faith. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. Um, so er, early on, like you said, your your childhood, you, you brought up. You got you got some great parents. I I remember them your sister, your brother. Um, if you don't mind talking about that, like how, how is how, how were you brought up and how did that bring faith such to be important in your life now? Yeah. Well, you know, I will say one thing that I've been blessed
2: with is, uh, a great family and great parents. Um, one thing I, I was raised as a, as a young man is we had Bible studies in our home. You know, we, we prayed together before we ate. Um, I remember praying when, when, when things happened and mom and dad would say, okay, we need to pray about this. Uh, one thing that I, I remember the most is we went to church every Sunday. Um, there wasn't a Sunday off. We, we grew up in a, I grew up in an area here in, in the Turtle Mountains in North Dakota that is a very, um, high majority of Catholics. Um, and my dad comes in and he's from, uh, Arizona. Uh, He was in the Air Force, met my mom, you know, well, rest is history. Uh, My brother and I came first. I have a twin brother, Joe, you know that, Mark, uh, and uh, uh, we have a younger sister as well, Crystal. And um, my dad comes in and he has these different ideas, Um, not saying there's anything wrong with uh, being Catholic or having those beliefs, but my dad came in and he's like, we're not going to the Catholic Church, we're going to go somewhere else. You know we want to go. He, he uh, grew up in a Baptist church and we did our best to try to find a Baptist church, which was not too easy um, in our area <laughs> to, to say the least. Uh, right, and so we would even drive out of town to go to church. We would drive uh, um, out to Langdon um, for a bit, which uh, Langdon's about an hour and 10 minutes away from our home uh, to go to church because they wow. had a Baptist church there. Um, now, when I was about uh eight or nine years old there was a baptist mission that came in and started a church and we went there for the rest of my my childhood my dad was a big part in helping with them but eventually they ended up uh um the pastor ended up retiring and they they couldn't find anyone else to come back in so that church uh unfortunately is no longer here as well um but that's the, that's the biggest thing is I remember growing up going to church. Church was a big deal. Reading the Bible was a big deal. Praying was a big deal. And, um, um, nowadays, you can't say the same thing about that in a lot of homes, you know? A lot of people just don't have the same, uh, uh, they didn't have the same upbringing as, as we did. So church wasn't as big a deal. So I remember when I was 16 years old, my pastor at the time, um had asked me to lead bible study you know and uh that was kind of a daunting task for a 16 year old boy yeah. to lead bible study with him and my dad and a few other adults um but it was a uh, something that i i really i felt like i was being called to do that um it was it was amazing you know and it started my life going on from there it, it was uh i had great people not not only to mention your uncle david um, who was one of my most favorite people in the whole world. Um, he had a, a big influence, and he he was someone that I noticed that was able to show the love of God to everyone he met. It didn't matter who you are. It didn't matter the background you came from. It didn't matter the color of your skin. Uh, he showed you that God loved you through his actions, which is something I believe that our world is missing today as well, Joe. Uh, people can't look at each other with different skin type, colors now and just see a person. And just see a Christian. Uh, That's the biggest problem I see in our world today. Is you can't look at someone and just see, hey, that's a person. That's a human being. We need to love them. Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say your white neighbor. He didn't say your Native American neighbor. He didn't say your black neighbor. He said your neighbor. So that tells me I need to love everyone as I love myself. And uh, if we're going to be honest with ourselves in the world today, we, people love themselves, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the world, the Bible talks about the, when, uh, when the time for Jesus to come back is when men are lovers of their own selves, and we're in that time, we're, we're absolutely in that, that time.
1: No, yeah, you, you're, you are so right, Mike, and, you know, and that, that just, that, that brings it full circle for me, like, we can have this discussion and talk about these issues and it's like, well, yeah, you're, you're seeing these issues, these problems where you live, your, you know, your family, people that you're around in that area of the country with your similar background. Right. And then it, it's, it's the same here for me in, in West Michigan, right. The, we have the same problem with the same things going on doing we're all doing the same wrong things right we're just different people in different parts of the country mm-hmm. so what so then yeah and i know you know we've talked about this before so what so that's that's probably the, the main issue right there we, we we know what the issue is there's it, it, the world is there's a lot of bad stuff that's the problem we know that we can't solve all of it right because that's just unfortunately the, the there's evil in the world, mm-hmm. but how, you know, yeah. What, what can we do, you know, going forward, what, what do you see as um, you know, with, with different racial issues, you know, it just seems like that has just hit so hard this year and it, and it's always you know, it's been there forever. Right. And we, we don't learn. It seems like it flares up It's really flared up this year. Obviously we're all seeing it. Um, You know, and what I'm just so thankful that, you know, we can have these, these talks, but at the same point, you know, I'm, I'm aware, right. Just being a human being that, you know, I, that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to continue to struggle with this and, and that we, that there's things I probably need to be doing as a, a white guy here in West Michigan. Um, you know what doing something differently to try to try to change my area um, I I don't know I mean did, what do you have thoughts on on what 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 we do try to improve things how, how do we how do we make a how do we make a difference as an individual you know that's a that's a great question and that's a question that I ask myself as well um I, I think the biggest thing
2: for us to be able to make a change is to be able to show people the love of Jesus through the things that we say and the things that we do. Um, I know that uh, one thing that, that Jesus had had set an example um, for us when he, when he walked this earth. And one example that comes to mind is when he was sitting at the well and the Samaritan woman came. And the first thing off is Jesus spoke to her, right? Um, if you know the history between yeah. the Samaritans and the Jews, the Jews uh, looked at Samaritans as if they were dogs, uh, way below them. You know, not even to talk to them, not even to acknowledge them when they came around. And this woman came, and Jesus says, "Okay, give me a drink. You're at the well. Get me dip your. Give me a drink of water." And the Samaritan woman, says, you know, why are you talking to me? You know, don't you know who I? Don't you know where I come from? Don't you know who I am? And it went on right. from there with Jesus telling her things about her life that no one would know, you know, and, and basically Jesus calling her out on the sin that she was living in when he told her, you know, to go get her husband. And she said, I have no husband. And Jesus comes back and said, that's right. Because you've had five and the one you're with now is not your husband, (laughs) you know? And, and I think that people, um, nowadays, uh, get so offended when someone like a pastor or a preacher or even a Christian tries to come across and tell them, Hey, you're, you're not living the right way. And they take that as, uh, you know, who are you to tell me who you are? You're judging me when the truth is, you know, it's not judging. It, it's what we do as, as a, as a preacher, you know, as, as a minister. Sometimes I have to bring across something that I see in the Bible and people get offended by the things that you say, but I, I honestly think it's conviction. It's not anything that I say because if I'm right spiritually and I'm in the right mind and I'm I'm God is using me to speak I'm only saying God's words. You know, and people they don't like to hear that. Right now the world is, you know, if you're not letting me do whatever I want then you hate me and that's an absolute absolute 100% lie. No, it's because I love you. Why I tell you what the Bible says and what you should be doing. How how much more love can I show someone? by wanting to tell them how to make things right and how to get to heaven, you know. And the Bible tells us that we can't get to heaven when our mind is on evil things all the time, when we're living an evil life. In fact, the Bible tells us that we need to be holy. We need to live a holy, sanctified life. And the only way for us to do that is to step away from the world. You know, the world is out there. The Bible tells us that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And, and what that means is, sure. we have to be separate. We have to be different. We have to be outside of that whole aspect that's going on in the world today. And the world today is, if you don't agree with me hundred percent, you hate me, you know. Or if you don't, if you don't agree with what I'm doing, you're uh, you're, you're a bigot. And uh, that that's right. absolutely not true. I mean, because it, it, it's us. It's our job as Christians to try to. Bring other Christians in. What's the fruit of a Christian? Another Christian. We're trying to draw people in to what God is doing and what God is showing us. And if we can't tell you when you get to that point in your walk that you're doing wrong without you getting offended, how are you, how are you supposed to grow? In fact, in Amos verse three or chapter three and verse three, it says, "Can two walk together except they be agreed?" You know, it's it's my job to to right. tell you what I see, what the Bible says. That that's what I have to do. I have to tell you, okay. I believe that's wrong. I believe the Bible says that's wrong, and we have to be able to take correction. I think that's the biggest thing as we sit here and talk about this: is that people can't take correction anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, Mike that that's a good that's a good point. You know, and and for like, yeah. So so say you, you're my friend, and yeah, you you tell me something like Joe, and and I know you've seen you've seen me do stuff, and. And it's, so it, it's probably one thing for you to come be like, Hey, Joe, and like, Oh man, you know, um, Mike, Mike, you're, you're right. You know, I'm, yeah, I am I'm inside. I'm going to be like, Oh, you know, I, I don't want to admit it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. We take offense to everything. You're, you're right. And, but then, then the next step is, okay, what if it's someone I don't know, a little bit of a, a stranger or just pastor my church, I don't know. And he tells me something then i'm, I'm just talking out loud here mm-hmm. like well my mind's gonna be a little bit different well, i don't know this guy who, you know that well he's, he's telling me this you know so then so then it's that so then it comes to be well who are we surrounding ourselves with how close are they and right with those if if we're surrounded by people that are going to encourage us in the wrong way kind of like with um um trying to think back with solomon mm-hmm surround you, you in in the bible you surround yourself with, with the wrong people and um give you bad advice or something then it it comes back to who yeah who, who are we surrounding ourselves with plus i'm it'd be like you and i are our wives at this point like if we <laughs> they are uh, i know i know they uh I'm sure they they set us straight once in a while you know our sarahs we can we're and we are blessed to have. We are eight, blessed five, to have our
2: service. You are absolutely right.
1: <laughs> but it, yeah. At, at the end of the day, I we can't take offense, like from what you tell me or from what my wife tells me. But it's it's our nature, right? It's just our, and unfortunately, I don't know. It it seems like it gets. I don't know. I haven't lived in the past, right? So it's probably just as bad as it, as it was. But for you and me at this time in our lives. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot, we're seeing where we've been, we're seeing where the world's going. We got kids, right? Mm-hmm. So that, how do we, and that's another thing I want to talk about. So how do we, as fathers, we wade through this with our wives, with our friends, with each other. How do we, how do we explain this to our kids with, with what's going on in the world? I, I'm sure you've had these conversations this, this year, right? With different things because of the social media, right? They they see a lot more than we ever did as kids. Oh, absolutely. And they see respect- even before us, right? Right. You know, that's a that's a good question.
2: And it's one thing that when this whole pandemic situation in North Dakota, my wife and I both work in a school system. My wife is a preschool teacher and I'm the IT director at our public school year. And um, we've had a, a lot of time home because schools have been – we've basically been out of school since uh, March. Um, my kids have been home since March <laughs> with each other. I have three daughters. I have a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And um, oh, the one thing yeah. we've been doing through this whole pandemic, Joe, is uh, we've taken time to get back into Bible, family Bible study and prayer. Um, and while we have these Bible studies, we've been talking. Um, and one thing that, that really hit my heart uh, lately was my 16-year-old has a big goal in her life. She wants to go to Harvard when she graduates from high school. Uh, She absolutely has everything she needs to be able to do that. She's smart enough. She's talented enough. She can do whatever she wants. But my first thought is, uh, as a parent, to let her go that far away from me. But not only that, I know what it's like in college for these young people going. And if they're not grounded in their faith, they can get twisted up really easily. You know what I mean? Because they're going away from mom and dad and their church, who's been preaching to them and telling them their whole life, you need to live this way, you need to live that way. They get out, they get a little freedom, um, and things change really quickly. So my my whole thing with my children and with the children at the church, with talking with my pastor, I'm the uh, I'm the assistant pastor pastor at the church. Um, but we have our conversations, and one thing we've been focusing is on is we want our kids, our children, to be grounded and to know what they believe. So if they do go away to college, they know what is right and what is wrong, and through everything that's going on in the world today, we've had these discussions. Why? Why is it like this? You know, and being a minority, Joe, we might have a little bit of a different outtake than you. You know, an outlook than you than you might have, and um, the whole thing that happened in Minneapolis. Being being a minority, um, we've kind of went. Through things like that, not to the effect that, uh, we were kneeled down on, on a cop and, and, and lost our lives, but we, we know what racism is, you know, and right. it's, it's tough and it's hard. And, and, um, I'm going to be honest, we still see it here in North Dakota. And how do we explain that? The biggest thing is we, we tell our children that people have their own beliefs and people can do whatever they want, but what can we control? We can't control the way someone treats us. All we can control is the way that we treat someone else. See, the Bible says that, tells us to be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. You talking about, Joe, the people you surround yourself with? That's a big deal. If you surround yourself, just think of it this way. If you're an addict and you're trying to quit, but you're still going back to the same places where you were doing the things that you were addicted to, eventually you're going to do those things again because of everyone around you is doing them. You know, and right. that's one thing that we try to tell our, our girls is that no matter how bad someone treats you, you treat them with respect, you show them love. Why? Because what was Jesus's greatest commandment? Love. 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 Right. How else can we win people to God without showing them love? That That's what we we have to do as Christians. And I think as just the basic human beings, we have to show each other love and And we have to be able to stay united no matter what our skin color is, no matter where we come from. You know, first Corinthians uh, chapter one and verse 10 says, now I beseech you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment.
1: Man, (laughs) you know, that was how many years ago, right? And, it's it's what we all need right now i mean it and it just it doesn't change is the heartbreaking part right mike i mean uh just the like, like you said you're you've you've seen gone through things that i have not and that that just that that breaks my heart like why do we keep making the same mistakes mm-hmm. like homeschooling has opened my mind like eyes again because i'm I'm going back through our kids were we're teaching American history and it's it's all stuff that I've I've learned, but I'm I'm going back through like oh my goodness we've done some terrible things Mm. as a country. Yes. You know, and we and we continue to do it. And so I part of me I I get why why this stuff doesn't go away, right? I mean it's you think about it, I mean it's some of the horrible things we've done in this country isn't that long ago. Right. I mean, it's only been, you know, a couple hundred years, you know, the country's not that old, right. Right. You know, and, some of these, you know, so it's, so it, it, and it's happened and, and it still happens and there's still racism and it, yeah. And it comes back to love. Right. So, how do how does some and it, I guess I know the answer, right? But I'm just thinking a lot. How does somebody who still their their family roots go back, right? Whether whether it's something that happened to, um, I you know, whether here in the, in the United States, whether whether it goes back to to slavery times, or if, or if there's something that you know happened to someone else from a, a different ethnicity group in, a, in another country and they've come, you know, how it, and, and as a, as a family, probably, you know, those things come up over years and years, you know, and, and if it isn't love that, that somebody turns the corner, right. Somebody has to make, make that stand eventually mm-hmm. and say, Oh, I have to, I, I guess like what we're talking about, we, I'm going to have to change my mind. I know what has happened, what I'm still seeing. I, I need to turn it around and love, but man, that that's hard, right, Mike? I mean, I'm just, as I'm talking about, it, I'm like, you have every, um, you know, you have every right to be upset if you've gone through something, right? So well, how does a person turn that around into love? And I, I'm i asking the question because it seems like it'd be just so difficult,
2: right? You, you, to, you know, I think you're, it, it is, and, and I think uh, – what we need to understand is everything that, that we're talking about today, everything that's going on, all the way that the, the things that are happening can be solved by the teachings of Jesus Christ. You know, um, right? like you're talking about how how can we let this go? How can we, you know, well, you know, Jesus himself said "If to be forgiven, we must forgive, you know. Um, and who gave us another, we go keep going back to this, but who gave us the greatest example of forgiveness? And that was Jesus you know right, who went right. through what he went through on this earth the torture the torment you know on the cross you know every everything that the the beatings the whippings everything that he went through during that time and as he was on the cross he said father forgive them for they know not what they do <laughs> you know he he was already willing yeah, yeah. to forgive at, at that point after all the things that those people had had done to them he he was willing to forgive and yet us as human beings, we can't, <laughs> we can't forgive, you know, we, right. we, we look back at what happened in slavery and we can't forgive on that, you know, as a, as a native American, you know, the native Americans have had it hard in, in the name of the church. So many bad things have oh, happened to, 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 our people, you know, and my pastor, he, he's um, been taking some classes. And one of the classes he's taking is on native American history. And he's opened my eyes onto a lot of things that I didn't know that happened. Okay. You know, and, and you wonder why people have these hard feelings. Well, absolutely, so many bad things happen. But I can tell you this, that if you come to Jesus Christ, if you come to find God, if you find salvation through him, you're not going to hold any hard feelings against whatever happened to anybody or even to yourself, because you know how to forgive. You know, you you're not going to. Um, harbor these things that you're not going to harbor these things that happened to you so many years ago and and i may be in a little bit of a different situation because i, I grew up uh, on this uh reservation with a with a white dad <laughs> and um there, right. you know when uh, with the with the last name selberg it's pretty it's pretty obvious uh that uh, i'm not um a uh, full-blood i guess <laughs> the way to put it but uh sure. if you saw me you wouldn't think that <laughs> you know, I know I'm, no, no, yeah. I'm dark and dark hair and dark eyes yeah. and everything that goes that goes along that. But, you know, my dad taught me yeah. that you take people, it doesn't matter what they are, it doesn't matter what they look like, you give them the benefit of the doubt and, and you do what you can to help people. And, and he's shown me that in my life, even though he's in an area where he hasn't been fully accepted because um, he's not from here, you know, he's not Native American. Sure. But he's still showing love to everybody. And that's that's where I, I, I believe I get that example from. Because our children are going to do what we do. You know, they're going to do the things that we show them. Not just say, but show. You know, we have to show them. We can't just say, okay, you need to do this because I said so. And then you go do something totally different. Mm, no, kids right. don't see it that I way. <laughs> Not at all. Right. <laughs> So, you know, as talking about what we can do, Joe, I I, I believe what we can do is we have to learn how to forgive. We have to learn how to get past all these things that happen. And if someone wronged you, our first thought shouldn't be, what can I do to get them back? What can I do to make them feel how I feel? Our first thought should be what Jesus said. How many times do we forgive our brother if they sin against me? 70 times 7. You know, what if he strikes me? Jesus said, turn the other cheek. You know, you know, Jesus says, uh, what if they come and they take something from me? He said, well, take off your cloak and give them that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we have to sit here yeah. and look at this, like, like Jesus did. And, and Jesus, I think the thing that would bring our world together right now is if we could be unified in looking at what Jesus Christ taught.
1: Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I mean I, we, we keep coming back to that and it's that I mean it in a summary it it seems like so so simple just love each other do what Jesus did right you know and mm-hmm. what we got we, it is that easy and we got to just keep being reminded and I think the thing is having just these discussions keeping it in the forefront right when when we're around other people our friends, you know, having just talk about, hey, what maybe challenging each other. I'm I'm just thinking a little bit like as I go forward and, and walk away from this, you know, what what's gonna keep this in the forefront of my mind? Hey, I gotta I gotta love this person. Oh, nope, my, my heart's going in the wrong place. I'm really upset about this. You know, or or my, my friend, I see he's upset. Just just that reminder, right? And I I that comes to me more and more as I see and you know, think about important things that like one day I'll be like, Oh oh my goodness, that, that is, that is such a big thing. I got to pay attention to so easy to forget, right? Or whether it's at church or just something I learned or something that you and I talked about, or my wife and I talk about, well, no, you got to keep, I, I got to remind myself again later, right? No, don't, don't just forget that you, you did that for this day. No, you got to keep doing it. it it's a, this isn't something you just do once, right? You, these lessons we learn, right? It's, it's this constant reminder, um, that at least that's what the last few years of, of where my mind's taken me is like, I got to keep, keep reminding myself, keep going over this, these things that I've, that I know I got to work on. And, um, yeah, I don't know that that's just my take on it of of how to, how to stay focused and how to, help help our help our help our friends keep from keep reminding each other, you know, it we we need e- we need each other. Um, you know, and, th- and that that's harder f- for me. Like I I can easily just be on my own, like be a loner. Mm-hmm. I can just, you know, and but we need this. I need this discussion with new other people, Mike. And you know, I mean I just I appreciate it so much. just having this again. It's just it it just, it just warms the heart. I mean, really, I I, I agree. I think uh, uh, we try to
2: hide as a society away from these things. We try to shy away. We don't want yes. we don't want to bring them out because we don't want to make people upset. But I mean, one thing that I've known is that if you want to grow in any way in any aspect of your life, you gotta get uncomfortable sometimes. You know, you you yeah. got, and especially yeah. spiritually, you know. Um, I think that's hard. that's the biggest thing to grow spiritually. You got to get uncomfortable so that God can get you into a place where He can use you.
1: Yeah, and and that's, but yeah, it, it's hard, right? We we like comfort. <laughs> yeah, us a us Americans, or it doesn't matter who we are in this world, we like comfort. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true. You know what? As a, as I sit here and think about our conversation, Joe, I have a, a just a, a, a set of verses I want to share in Philippians chapter two. Uh, verses one through five. Um, it it says here the apostle Paul here was speaking to the church, uh, and and he said, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of spirit, if any bowels and mercies. First two says, fulfill ye my joy that ye may be that ye be like minded, having the same love, being of one mind, of one accord. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And verse five says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I I think that pretty much sums up how can we change the world? We need to be like Jesus. We need to have the mind of Jesus. We need to have the be the hands and the feet of jesus you know we need to be like-minded we need to be on one mind and one accord having the same love we need to be humble you know we need to look at each other the way that jesus would look at us and that's not at the negatives but at what how can god use this person how can god use that person not that that's that person's an addict or that person is homeless or that person's a racist, or that person is this, and that person is that. But no, look and see. I see how God can use you. Maybe no, maybe no I one else does, t- but God can use you.
1: Right, right. No, that 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 oh that struck me, Mike, as you, you mentioned that. Like, no, I my first thought, and that like you said, like oh, how God or how someone sees you. In my my initial reaction is like, oh, the the bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And but no, no, like you said, no, the potential in, in you, potential in me, yeah. And but it's but what is? I mean, I mean for me, it's so easily be when you first see somebody you don't know, or you know, I see this person, you know, like, oh, or oh, that person's probably that way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just just. And it's, it's the, it's the, the human bad side of me, you know, and no, but instead of being like, oh, that, that person looks a little rough or something. Right. And, you know, and people probably say the same thing about me. I mean, look at me, this long haired, uh, hippie looking guy right there. (laughs) Look at me, (laughs) watch out for him, you know? And, but no, instead of like, Hey, wow, I, I wonder if that person could, could do this or. I wonder if that person could help in this way, you know, and how often do I really think that, like, that is, that is, that is, almost seems foreign. And that, that's a shame, you know? No, oh, you're, you're,
2: you're absolutely right on that. And you know, Joe, you're not, you're not the only one that does that. I, I do it too. You know, that's, that's part of being a human being is you look at someone and you automatically judge them. And if anybody says that they don't, I I, I, I have no problem calling them a liar. <laughs> You know, and, and that might make someone mad out there today. And I apologize. That's not what I'm trying to do. But you look at someone and you see somebody and you see what, you know, we automatically look at. Okay. You know, uh, you know, the old saying is you can tell a lot by looking at someone and seeing what kind of shoes they're wearing. Right. You know, <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm, I'm the one. If it's not church day, <laughs> I'm wearing tennis shoes. And uh, my wife gets after me all the time because uh, I go to work, and, and as the IT director, I require us to wear dress pants and, and uh, at least a, um, a nice-looking shirt, you know. And uh, But I'm still I'm yeah. still wearing my tennis shoes, you know. I'm still wearing my basketball <laughs> shoes. And, and she's always like, it looks so bad with your pants, you know. What are people going to think? And first thing is I, I think, well, I'm, I'm thinking I want to be comfortable. <laughs> I don't really care what they think. Yeah. <laughs> But you're gonna be comfortable, yeah. yeah, but you know i I also understand what she's saying is that someone's gonna look at you someday and think this guy's supposed to be a professional, he's wearing tennis, shoes you know, um right? We right. do that right. We do that as as human beings and and that's that's one thing that i I've been trying to do better for myself is because you know, I was that person at one time. um I remember i we were playing in the regional tournament my senior year, and my dad, my mom and dad's pastor was there. Um, and they were watching the game with my parents and someone behind them seeing me. And, and if you knew what I looked like back then, um, I'm about six foot two, I was probably about 220 pounds. And, uh, I had a big, big old Afro, you know, and I used to pick it out and all that and just go all uh, the way. I,
1: I was hoping you're going to say you had the big Afro because I remember that. <laughs>
2: And, uh, someone had mentioned something about, look at that guy. He just looks like a thug, you know, and, uh, my, my pastor, my mom and dad's pastor's wife at the time turned around and said, you don't even know that young man. He's one of the best young men you could know, you know? And, um, that always stuck with me. Like, you know, people are just going to look at you and and automatically come to uh, a decision, not knowing that I was an honor student, not knowing that I was getting multiple, uh, uh, scholarship offers to go play football and basketball in college. And, and it wasn't just because of my, uh, I was a decent athlete. It's because my grades were high and, and things like that. You know, people look at you and, and I also think though, Joe, that a lot of that has on the way that you portray yourself to other people. You know, I, I, sure, I really sure. do. You know, back when you're 18, 19 years old, you probably don't really care what anybody thinks what you look like, uh, <laughs> too right. much, you know, which is why you had the, the afro or the braided hair and, and the things to go along with it. And, and, and nowadays on the other end of that spectrum, about six or seven years ago during the oil boom here in North Dakota, me and uh, the pastor, he wasn't the pastor then. Um, and uh, one of our friends went out to uh, Minot, which was right in the middle of the oil boom. Lots okay. of different kind of people coming to North Dakota at that time. And, and a lot of people didn't think it was good for North Dakota because they were bringing a lot of oil workers in that, I'm going to be honest. A lot of people okay. thought they were bad people. And we walked into Starbucks okay. to grab a coffee. And uh, this guy looks at us and says, what are three um, clean shaven, nicely dressed young men doing walking around in Minot, North Dakota on a night like this, you know, huh. um, and it's, yeah. part, it's sparked the conversation. We had a hour long conversation with this guy and we were able to share what we believed out of the Bible. And he was able to share what he believed out of the Bible with us and it turned into a really good conversation, but see that that's on two ends of the spectrum. Right. Uh, Right. Back when I was 18, I wasn't mature yet. You know, as I grew older, I realized that, that, Hey, I don't have to fit into this world. I don't have to look like everyone else looks. I don't have to do what everybody else does. I can be different and that's okay. And because we were looked the way we did, which if anybody would know me now, I'm clean shaven. I keep my hair short and, Yes, I do wear a tie to church on Sunday <laughs> um, with dress shoes. <laughs> no, no more tennis shoes at church. <laughs> um, but we stood out in that area, and that and that man saw something different than us, you know. And yeah. that that being said, I, I do know that that God uh, isn't uh, as worried about uh, the outside as He is about getting the inside fixed. Because I believe once you receive the Holy Ghost. Your inside's going to get fixed, and it's going to manifest itself on the outside. You know, things are yeah, going to change you know. in the way that you are, the way that you act, the things that you do, the way that you look. All that's going to change as God matures you.
1: Right. It it has a snowball effect, right? Yes. You you, get, you start with the one. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that, that is has that has some just some great. I mean, just some great thoughts. I mean, just. Just learning, learning stuff, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know about you and that is, that is relevant to uh, what's going on in the world. You know, just, just those stories are just invaluable, you know, just, and, uh, you know, I just appreciate that so much hearing and being open and honest because, you know, and that's, that's a lot of it, being open and honest with each other. Right. And like, we already talked about that of, you know, when we're, when we're, when we're screwing up, when we need, need help from a, a friend, you know, that's, that's what we need to be doing. Um, you know what? I had enough, as we talked about this year, um, I know you, you know, COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, family had that right. Um, how I, it might be, I oh, just thought it'd be interesting you know, just talk about how did how did that affect you, your 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 town? What, um, yeah, what what was that like to go through?
2: Well, you know, um, to to be quite honest, we were one of the first ones to get it here in our community. My wife and I, um, and uh, it was tough. Uh, I'm not going to lie; I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, we were sick. We were really sick. Um, I, I've been through some things health health wise in my life, and uh, that's that's for something that we can share another time. Um, but the way that I felt when I had COVID, I felt like I did when I went through a hard time in my life and almost lost my life. Um, I was that sick. Um, my wife was even sicker than I was. Uh, she went on an eight-day stretch where I had to basically force her to, to drink something because I wanted to make sure she wasn't going to be too dehydrated. You know, she was just so nauseous. Wow uh you know and so sick that she couldn't keep anything down she couldn't eat she could barely drink she had to take sips you know where on the on the other hand it hit me in the in the in the body aches I I had you know my my body hurt all the time the headaches were horrible my temp spiked to about 102 103 uh four or five days in a row um it was it, it was hard it was really hard and and we have a daughter that has asthma and I know that one of the biggest things they talked about is if someone has asthma or pre-existing medical condition, COVID can hit you really hard. And, um, so we were concerned about our daughters, but all three of our daughters tested positive and all three of our daughters did not show any major symptoms of COVID. Uh, one daughter got a, um, had a temperature for a day. Our other one had a headache for two days and, uh, the, our one daughter who has asthma actually didn't really show any symptoms at all. Um, so, um, it was tough, but we had a, we have an awesome community here. Joe, I want to tell you, people showed up and left stuff on our doorstep, uh, gift baskets, care baskets, uh, uh, uh hand sanitizer, toilet paper at a time when there's no toilet paper available, uh, <laughs> wow. meals, um, prayers, whatever it may be. My, my pastor and his wife came over, um, a couple of times and, uh, you know, masked up and gloved up and came in and prayed with us. Um. You know, and and one thing I told myself is I wasn't going to the hospital. You know, um, I'm going to trust God, and we did, and we came through it. And it was hard, and and uh, I was sick for about seven days. Sarah was sick for about nine days. Um, but it, the after effects are were the toughest. You know, um, I get asked to sing at at funerals from time to time, and uh, uh, about a week after we had gotten off of uh, quarantine, I got asked to sing at a funeral, and I looked at my wife and I said, I don't think I can. I don't have the lungs, you know, I can't really, yeah, I was afraid, but I went and, uh, I'll tell you, it was amazing as I went there to sing at that funeral and it was at a place that didn't have a microphone or anything. And, uh, it was a big place and there was a lot of people and I prayed and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to sing out here. You know, I'm going to have to open up my lungs and go. And from that day, I just sang and I felt my lungs open up that day. Uh, I, I know it sounds funny and, and, um, but wow. I felt my lungs open up. I sang out, and people are like, "Wow, you got a powerful voice!" Where two days ago, when I was singing at my house with my guitar, I, my wife's like, "I can hardly hear you." You know, so wow. I, I know that it was God that that touched me that day, and I know it was God that touched our family and kept us safe. Um, because uh, in North Dakota right now, if if anybody knows, uh, we're a hotbed. You know, COVID is just yeah. running rampant right now in our area, and uh, we've had friends that have passed away from it you know um we we as community members uh it's 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 such a tough tough time in our world but what i can tell you is that we had covid the most that we did was we took Tylenol we drank our fluids we rested god took us through it and we are blessed to be here today compared to what other people have had happen to them
1: wow man i I'm so thankful to Mike, you know, and cause I, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that full story and man, just, uh, just so thankful that you guys are doing well and you know, that you guys thankfully healthy enough and your girls. Um, but you know, just to see the, the cool community around you that, that stepped in, um, you know, that, that just, that just shows a lot of what you, you have up there. And, you know, I, I don't think i'd still take away from my my time there so many years ago you know i there is a good community of people there mm-hmm. and and you know and and i can't you know i would i i wish i i could say that you you have a better community of of people than than i have than i have here i i believe you know i you just you can feel it you know and um man you know i just looking back you know and that's just hit me right now i I remember that that sticks with me, you know. And um, man, that that is such that is such a, a blessing, you know. To, you know, to to know you have that, and and obviously to, to have pulled through that, man. I, and we're all obviously still going through it, and praying that the that it that we stay all healthy and and things change, you know. So that's the that's what we're looking for. You know,
2: one thing that we've talked about, my pastor and I, um. Is, we believe that the, this is a wake up call. I mean, uh, God is trying to get people's attention. You know, if you haven't, um, if you haven't decided to serve God yet, uh, I, I believe the time is now. Um, you know, uh, uh, we have to, uh, follow God's salvation plan, which, uh, we believe is found in the, the book of Acts, chapter two and verse 38. Uh, then Peter said unto them, repent every one of you. Um, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as our lord god shall call um you know it, it's time you know this is a wake up call we we don't have forever like everybody thinks and and I know that you've heard it since you were a young man that Jesus is coming soon and I've heard it since I've been a young man that Jesus right. is coming soon but if if we look and if you study I mean, we're there. You know, it, it's time. It's, if, you're, if you're waiting, uh, I wouldn't wait too much longer. It, it's time to make things right. It's time to start serving God. We might not have tomorrow. You know, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week, today, because we're not promised tomorrow. And if you want to make sure that you make it to heaven, you know, it's a free gift, Joe, obviously. You know, God's not asking uh, much of us, but, you know, there are things that we have to do on our end to make sure that we can make it to heaven. And, 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 and it's, it's not, it's not hard. Jesus has said, you know, take my burden upon you. <laughs> we, you know, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, he, he's just waiting. He He's really just
1: waiting for us to make that choice. Yeah. You know, and it, it is like we, we, we talk about, yeah, there's, we can we need to love each other more make all these you know all these issues going on and the, the world yes is we see it spiraling in a in a in a poor direction and yeah that's been prophesied about right and mm-hmm. um and, and you're right you know that, that, to a point unfortunately that's you know that, that that is the the future of the of the world and um but like like you say, we all we all have to make these decisions. Do do what we can to make it a better place right now, and love each other, so that we can can influence and and talk more about Jesus to to other folks, right? Because right. yeah, we're it, we're we're heading in the wrong in the wrong direction.
2: No, that's that's the truth. So, and I don't know if you guys like to listen to uh, uh, any Christian music, uh, but uh, uh, Casting Crowns is one of the favorite one of our favorites here in in our household.
1: Yes,
2: (laughs) And they sing that song, and it starts right here. It starts right now. You know, it's us. We want to make a change. Joe, with the whole thing that we're talking about today, it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with our families. We have to be the change. We have to be the difference. We have to show the love. We have to be his hands and his feet. And by doing that, if we can change one person's mind about serving God, then it was worth it
1: yeah we did, yeah think how that snowballs up right
2: yes absolutely and that's that's where I have I have an awesome church family um, you know we're we're a small we're a small church um, you know anywhere from uh, twenty to thirty every Sunday, you know fifteen to twenty on Wednesday night um, but one thing I know is that uh, we can count on each other, you know. We, we, if someone yeah. needs something, they know we, we can have it. If, if we call or message each other for prayer, we know that people are praying. And, uh, and, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm, I'm thankful for my wife, who, who is my Sarah. Um, our, our Sarah's are, are really right. great ladies. You know, they you know, um, that's, that's one thing right. for sure. And I, and I know we've had that discussion before, uh, how I met my Sarah, you met your Sarah, and
1: look where we are now. <laughs> I know, right? It, uh, it definitely, uh, definitely a positive, positive note in our lives. Thank God for them to, uh, to, uh, to keep us on track, you know, definitely a big part.
2: <laughs> you know, Joe, you were talking about, uh, it, it's your wife that can keep you in line. And that's absolutely my wife. Uh, I'm, I'm six foot two and I'm a big guy now. Uh, not in as good a shape <laughs> as I was when I was younger. My wife is about five foot two. And uh, literally half my size, and uh, she keeps me in line <laughs> pretty good. If there's anybody that can tell me, "Hey, Mike, you're wrong," it's her.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, and it, what a, what a blessing blessing it is, that uh, she is a she is a a great lady, you know. And I, I so looking forward. We look forward to obviously doing more of these, and I, we're gonna do. I plan to do more with with our saras. Mm-hmm. You know, we're it's nice to man for us to get get this one going, you and me. And I man, I I look forward to many more. Um, but man, I I feel I feel like we've hit it pretty good. I know. What about you? What about you for what we've talked about? Do you, um, I you know I I think more- some things came out. Um, you know I think we kept it right in the book, which
2: is which is a, a very very good thing to do I want to I want to thank you Joe and I want to thank Sarah for giving me the opportunity to, to share for asking me to come on um this is a this is a blessing to me and and uh I, I sure hope that uh your audience can uh get something out of it that's that's the biggest thing
1: yeah you know Mike and I yeah you know and we leave that up to leave that up to God and right, and but. And just to share, just to talk, what a what a blessing this has been. What an encouragement to me. I mean, just honestly, it, it always is. I love our discussions. I can't wait to have more, whether it's on a podcast and for just us talking, right? Um, I look forward to that too. So hey, thanks again, Mike Selberg, out in Dunseith, North Dakota. We're gonna do this again. For for today, that's uh, That's this episode of Bad to the Bull, and we look forward to many more. Thanks again, Mike. Thank you. God bless you.
0: I really enjoyed listening to Joe and Mike's conversation, and I know it gave me a lot to think about, as I hope it gave you a lot to think about, too, as we look at the upcoming year and think about how much has changed over the past year in our lives, I hope you feel encouraged to be more compassionate and understand those around you better. I know that for the upcoming year, this is a huge goal of mine. If you want to learn more about Mike, head over to the show notes on our sponsored blog, badtothebullcom forward slash 17. Again, that's badtothebullcom forward slash 17 and get in touch with him. He would love to talk with you. We would also love to connect with you on social media. You can find us at Bad to the Bull on any social media channel. And we would love if you dropped us a note to say hi. Thanks guys.